Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host, and. Um, just real quick, if you did not get a chance to listen to our show last week, we interviewed Dr. Brett Anderson, and he is a psychologist, and we had a wonderful show on executive function, what it is, and some ways that it manifests in everyday life. And if you did not get a chance to listen to that, feel free to go to our podcast and um, listen to that at your leisure. Today, we have a wonderful show um, lined up for you. We have Mackenzie Douglas who is the Director of Admissions and Outreach at Fusion Academy here in Scottsdale, and Patrick Thompson, who is the Head of School at Fusion Academy. Um, so, Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining me today, and Patrick, thank you as well. Um, let's go ahead and start with Mackenzie. Mackenzie, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll ask Pat to do the same. Thank you for having us, Fazia. Um, as she mentioned, my name is Mackenzie Douglas. I'm the Director of Admissions and Outreach for Fusion Academy Scottsdale. I'm actually new to the state of Arizona. I'm a Midwest native, so a Midwest by heart, um, but I came by the way of California. I lived there for about 15 years, um, and I received my bachelor's degree in human development at the Cal State Long Beach. And I have always had a very deep passion for working with others, helping people succeed, and I always knew that my career needed to be working with youth in some capacity. Um, I initially went to school to be a teacher. Um, as I was going through my studies, I realized that that wasn't the avenue for me. Um, I then completely changed my major on its head and I went to fashion school after that. And I realized that wasn't the path for me either. Um, it's a very cutthroat industry. It's very who you know rather than what you know. I was new to California. It was all very intimidating and very overwhelming. Um, and again, it wasn't really my heart's desire. So I then went back to community college and fell in love with the human development major and learning about the intricacies of human life um, through anthropology, sociology, and psychology. I've always had a very deep interest in what makes us think the things that we think, what makes us do the things that we do. So psychology has always been a deep interest of mine. So human development was the right fit. And I just didn't really know what I was meant to do after I got my major, or excuse me, got my degree. Um, so after college, I actually worked as an executive assistant for um, a CEO in Orange County area. Really loved that opportunity to serve um, as an assistant to somebody and really learn the intricacies of a, a startup business. Um, I then trans transitioned to a fertility clinic where I helped families or parents or individuals have children um, that were not able to conceive on their own. And that was such a rewarding opportunity in my career. I helped over 200 people uh, fulfill their dreams of having a child or expanding their family. And um, I just came to kind of an end at that where I, I knew I needed to get back to working with youth. So my husband and I actually wanted to move to Scottsdale and I started looking online um, when I was in California at jobs and I found Fusion um, on a job listing site and I fell in love. Um, just their mission, their philosophy, their approach to education was something so unique and so different that I knew I had to work with Fusion. Um, and so I applied and got to meet Patrick and met a couple of the other team uh, members and just really loved who they were and knew I needed to be a part of the team. So luckily Patrick took a leap of faith and hired me and my husband and I moved to Scottsdale two weeks later after applying for that job. Um, and now I have an eight month year old son and who I just adore. And I just really am grateful to be here at this point in my career. You know what? That's amazing. You've had such an amazing career so far and, and you're 
you're clearly destined for great things. So I think Fusion Academy is very lucky to have you. Um, and just so our audience knows, Mackenzie and I have been working together for, I don't know, a year, maybe longer. Yeah. yeah so um, I refer to her. She refers to me. I know, I know her on a very, very well on a professional level and, and I respect her highly. So um, I highly recommend you check out Fusion Academy if that's something that works for you. And Patrick, I'd love to hear what you, um, what your background is. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me as well. Um, I have a very diverse background as well. Um, I grew up in the the Clovis, California area, Central California, Central Valley. Um, Participated a lot in school, sports, a lot of different programs growing up. So I always knew that that was something very important to kind of be part of a a society, a group. Uh, That's something that never left me. Um, At age 20, I had the opportunity to move to Central America, served a mission for two years in, in Guatemala City. So that was something that was amazing and changes your outlook on life. And um, since then, I've always had a desire to help people and also to educate myself. So um, I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in Spanish and uh, graduate degrees in teaching ESL and international relations. Um, Before this, I was living in the Northern California area and uh, have some friends that I grew up with who had worked for Fusion for many years. uh, And then I'd always kind of been following them and they've been kind of telling me about it, recruiting me to get out here and, and, Finally, when they said they had a, uh, a school that they were planning to open up in Scottsdale, uh, I couldn't resist the opportunity to come back to, to where I got my, uh, my bachelor's degree and uh, where I still have some family. And so I uh, took a leap of faith myself and moved out here in August of 2019, uh, best time of the year, obviously, to move to Arizona. And, uh, you know, um, first hire was McKinsey. I knew right off the bat that that was going to be my partner uh, to help get this school going. And it's funny, we can look out of the window here. I'm on campus now and see the, uh, the building uh, where we had our temporary offices and still kind of laugh to see how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And obviously to open up a school during uh, COVID and crazy 2020 has not been easy either, but uh, we can talk about that later. Well, you, you guys do amazing work. I truly am impressed with what you have accomplished in the time that you've been here. Um, before we um, move forward, could you explain to our listeners what it means to be on a mission? Maybe not everyone, because we are syndicated all around the world. So somebody may not know what a mission is. Can you explain that, please? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as part of a Mormon faith, uh, each uh, young man is expected to serve a two-year mission uh, to somewhere in the world. Uh, depend, doesn't, you do not get to choose, and they actually choose for you. Um, uh, we've laughed because my, my mom actually filled out all of our paperwork for my, me and my two brothers, and we were not the best students, I'll admit, in high school. Um, and, but she said that we got all four years of Spanish done with A's because she wanted us to learn another language. And so I do thank her for that. Um, when I was called to Guatemala at age 20, I honestly did not know very well where, where it was. Um, and then you just go and you, you, you serve, you make people happy, you put smile on people's faces. Um, and while I was there, I had the opportunity to, to build churches, help dig wells, um, you know, kind of just see what real, real life was all about and how, how uh, blessed we are here uh, in the United States of America and how great people are all around the world and, and just the happiness they show. Um, I, I definitely learned that material things do not bring happiness. So that was something that I took with me. Um, and also, uh, that compassion for others and, you know, just that experience and, and many others, um, have helped me kind of develop my compassion towards others and, um, you know, something that I try to bring into my daily life. So yeah, it's just a, an opportunity to serve and, and to help others. Um, and it's, uh, you know, a little bit of, military and a, a little spirituality and a, a lot of love. So I was very blessed to do that. Thank you very much. I appreciate you um, clarifying that. I, I think it's really helpful to get to know who you are and who, who Fusion is by getting to know you. So uh, Mackenzie, can you tell us a little bit more about like what grade levels you serve at Fusion and how you serve them? Absolutely. So we serve grades six through 12. So we work with middle and high school students. And what makes Fusion unique is that we do all individualized one-to-one education. So for every classroom, there is just one teacher and one student, which makes for a very personalized connection and engaged learning environment for each student. The teacher is able to cater their curriculum style to the student's needs and their interests and go at their pace which provides a very supportive and more engaging learning environment for our students. And um, we really work well with those students who need something different. 
need something that is out of the box, non-traditional, and very innovative. Can you tell me like specifically, like if I had a child that needed one-on-one instruction, what would that look like? Do, do they meet with this teacher online? Do they meet with them in person? If so, where do they meet? How does that interaction move forward? Yeah, so we have a physical campus in the Scottsdale area. We actually have 60 campuses nationwide, but our specific campus is in Scottsdale. And most of our students are on campus with us, but we have the online courses available as a course offering um, with Fusion. We've been teaching online classes for over two years now. Um, We did not create it for necessity of COVID. So when that happened, luckily our teachers were trained and we really had that smooth transition. So essentially any student across the world can be a part of Fusion, whether that's through the online courses or if they're in an area where they have a Fusion campus, they can be a part of Fusion. I hope that answered your question. It it did. It did. You know, one of the things that I've learned about Fusion is that you offer the one-on-one either online or in in person. But are there other things that that maybe define you as different from maybe a traditional school as a charter school or a private school or even public schools here in the U.S.? How, How do you differ academically? How do you differ socially? Can you explain that to us, please? Absolutely. So academically, because it's that one-to-one approach, the students are getting a very personalized instruction. They're able to come in every single class with their different teachers and kind of create what that's going to look like for that class. If they are very interested in a certain sport um, or very interested in, let's say, gaming, and the teacher wants to take them into the our tech lab, they can do a virtual reality session about um, you know, Normandy, if they're talking about the World War II, they can walk the beaches of Normandy and see that in virtual reality, um, because then that teacher is able to match if, you know, the student is very interested in virtual reality. They're kind of meeting them where their interests are to help really cement that, um, that instruction. And our students are also able to uh, work with other students um, in the classroom, of course, they're one-to-one but we have a lot of social opportunity for students. What you would find on a traditional campus, we have adopted some of that. We have student activities. We have lunch together. We have student meetings. We have a leadership group. We go on field trips together. We have prom, we have graduation. Um, And something else that really helps um, us stand out from other schools is the emotional piece. Uh, We really help our students grow academically, socially, and emotionally. Um, Emotionally meaning that we want to help build them up, build their confidence, build their esteem so that they're better humans in the world. Um, We help them with that emotional learning um, through just being in that intimate relationship with their teacher, but also in different ways on campus. Wow. Um, Can you explain to me how you do prom or your social activities for a school that does one-on-one instruction? How How does that happen? Yeah, so we are a newer school to the area. We opened in November 2019, so we don't have a large high school population yet, Um, but we we allow all of our students to be a part of prom that are in high school uh, grade levels, so we have a bigger school, you know, bigger, you know, group to pull from for prom, Um, and sometimes we'll partner with another private school in the area. Um, We have a really great relationships with other private schools, and we'll kind of combine our proms um, so that they can be with other students and perhaps some of their friends from a different school. Um, As we grow, we'll be able to, you know, rent out a hall and have that um, be a part of their experience. Um, So we kind of get to create what that prom looks like with the help of the students, of course. They have say in what they want that to look like. Um, The social activities, we at lunch very often have different clubs that are available for students. We have a travel club, we have a speech and debate club, we have an open mic, we have a tech club. Uh, For field trips, students get to share their interests with our director of homework cafe, Jessica. She um, does the student meetings every week to see where what the students are interested in, where they would like to go for a field trip. Of course, with COVID, things kind of have settled down and we've been doing virtual field trips, but they want to go to the aquarium or go to an equine um, ranch. You know, they can certainly do things like that. So we definitely find what the children and students are interested in and 
hope to be able to find um, that in our community and, and have them be a part of the activities they're interested in. Wow, thank you. Um, Patrick, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Um, no, you know, McKinsey pretty much summed it up. But yeah, I think it's um, been obviously a, a bit different this past year going virtual um, and, and everything happening um, with COVID. We were planning our first prom here in, at Fusion Scottsdale and um, these a lot more activities that we will hopefully do this year. Um, but because of that, we've had to change. Um, but just for example, yeah, other high schools, uh, you know, we have a, about 12 in the Southern California and 12 in the Northern California area. Um, and so with those ones together, they'll get together and have a prom for all of the students. Uh, they'll do grad night at Disneyland. Um, like McKenzie said, we have one hoping two uh, field trips per month here where our kids can go on and get their social uh, fill for that month. Um, we've looked at places like the Wrigley Mansion to go visit the zoo um, you know, instrument museum. And we're always open. We have meetings every week with the teachers and students where we vote on field trips. We vote on activities. Um, we're able to, you know, go outside during lunch and, and, and play anything from, from cornhole to wiffle ball to anything like that. So we want to get them active. We want to get them off their technology as well and, and interacting with each other. Um, and we will have our first ever graduation, Fusion Scottsdale graduation this year. Uh, we're looking um, at the Hyatt here uh, down the street, some other places uh, to hold those. So we'll make it very special events uh, because these are our very special days for our kids. We know how much they mean to them and, and uh, these memories will have the rest of our lives. Um, so we, we put a, a high emphasis on that part of our program. That's awesome. And from your perspective, Patrick, um, what have you had to do um, to accommodate students with this whole COVID situation? I know Mackenzie recommend. Mackenzie talked about already having in place this online format. So did you guys have to do anything else? Did you have to accommodate your students in any other way because of COVID? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, like, like every other district here, probably in the country, you know, we definitely had things where we had to jump on board. Um, it was quite the time to do it because the Friday uh, before we left for our spring break, which was March 6th, is actually when the dominoes started falling around the world and, and here in the U.S. with COVID. And so we actually never came back from spring break. So a lot of our teachers and students had materials here on campus that they had to come collect, take back uh, to their houses. We had to switch everything virtually. Um, I think one of our, our biggest successes was our homework cafe, as we like to call it. One of our big emphasis here at Fusion is doing our best to make sure your kiddos go home without homework. That being said, um, after they go to class, they actually go to one of the two um, areas in our campus called our homework cafes, where we have teachers and directors there to sit down and help your kiddos with their, their work and make sure they understand it. And then also uh, help with that socialization. Obviously, if you're not on campus, that space is not available. So we were able to do a virtual homework cafe and still have activities, uh, have, you know, we had an awesome trivia night where we sent all of our families pizza and, and got them all on Zoom and did a, a trivia night. And so um, I think, you know, although it was challenging getting all of our kiddos on uh, virtual and, and making sure they're logging into class every day and doing everything from an academic standpoint, I think our biggest successes came um, on that, um, you know, personal and family level where we did our best to make sure our kiddos did not feel isolated, did not feel like they were alone, and uh, to address, you know, the, the, the health, uh, their mental health more so, and just as much as their, you know, uh, school and, and physical health. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, you know, one of the issues that I run into with my clients is that not every child can handle the virtual relationship. They can't, um, they can't navigate their way through all the computer components. They don't always know where to look for their homework. They don't always know where to look for, um, you know, where do they turn in their homework? They don't know how to ask questions of their teachers. How have you navigated that with your students so that students who don't do well with technology can actually become successful? Repetition. <laughs> I think we have an amazing staff here. Um, our leadership team um, does a great job of following up and being in constant communication with our students and our parents. And we um, always are there. If we have our teachers logged in. Uh, and if our students aren't logged in at a certain time, they reach out to us and we reach out to the parents to make sure that they aren't having any trouble logging in. Um, and we are constantly updating them and keeping them updated on, on how to, you know, update uh, or upload their homework on Buzz, on how to communicate. Um, and with our program, the virtual one-to-one 
um, is essential. And it's really cool because you're still getting the same class as you would here while you're on campus. So it'd be one teacher to one student, um, same time, same, uh, same day. So the only thing changing is actually where you are physically. Um, and to McKenzie's point, we have almost 60 campuses throughout the country. Um, so we were already in that, uh, you know, a habit of um, studying and, and learning uh, throughout the country virtually. And so um, what that means is if a kid on our campus wanted to take a Mandarin Chinese course, we don't have a Mandarin Chinese teacher, but our San Francisco campus has an amazing one. So they actually are able to learn virtually um, one-on-one through Zoom and get those credits for that Chinese course. So a lot of our students were already used to, to working on Zoom. Um, and so we just, our goal is to get the rest of them updated and all of them have been doing a, a really good job. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, Mackenzie, I have another question for you. Um, because your job is to, um, you're, you're in charge of admissions and outreach, and your, your job is to get new clients, new students for your school. How has that changed for you during COVID? Are you getting more clients, more students? Are you getting fewer? Um, are there needs changing? How, how has that changed for you? Yeah, we have seen an influx in admissions inquiries. Um, We have a lot of families who are needing something different because of the online space, you know, to no fault of any school district um, in our area, in the nation, who could have ever predicted that this was going to happen and this is something that would last this long. Um, So just for those students who aren't finding success on a virtual class with 30 other students and not getting the attention from their teacher that they would if they were, um, you know, in person, they're not thriving. And the, uh, the parents are noticing that they're regressing, that they're not doing as well as that they used to. And now they're needing something different. And fortunately for our campus, we've been open since August of 2020, we reopened. Uh, so we do have the ability to enroll people in person, but if they, um, you know, for whatever reason are not interested in in-person, they can still enroll in our online and get that individualized approach. So parents are very interested in that because they know that their student is going to be able to log on with a live teacher to ask questions, to go through curriculum and be taught by, by a teacher. Rather than, you know, just logging on, checking in, doing attendance, asking, you know, questions if that student has any or feels comfortable asking questions in a room of 30 students um, or, you know, or self-teaching themselves, it can be really difficult. So we've seen a lot of new students. We've had, you know, last week we had five new students start with us. So it's a very common trend that we are seeing, especially here in Scottsdale, that we are have a lot of interest in our program. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that everything's working out so well. Um, what is your plan moving forward for your school? Do you plan on continuing with the online or do you plan on eventually offering one-on-one in person again at some point? So online classes will always be an offering here at Fusion. As I mentioned earlier, we had already started online classes nearly two years ago. So that will be something that will be an offering to any student at any time with Fusion. So that will never go away. And with our in-person option here in Arizona and Scottsdale, we um, continue to stay open. We hope to stay open. The only chance would be if if we're mandated that we have to close. And of course we have to follow suit. Um, But we plan to stay open and be here for those students who need that in-person personalized instruction. Thank you so much. Um, so we have a few minutes left before our break, and I don't know if Patrick wants to answer this or if you do, Mackenzie, but what are the needs of your student? What type of students do you actually serve? Are they students who have challenges such as executive function or um, dyslexia or dysgraphia or dyscalculia? Or, you know, tell me a little bit about what it is your students, what challenges they come in with. Yeah, we have a wide range of students. We have your neurotypical students and we have neurodiverse students as well. For the neurotypical students, it might be a student who is an athlete and needs a more flexible schedule. It could be a student who needs more academic rigor and a student going to college and just wants to be on that college prep track. Um, We serve a lot of students who have learning challenges or learning differences who are on the spectrum who have needs that are not being met in a traditional setting. Um, so we do a, a 
process that allows the parents to meet with Patrick, hopefully come on campus if they're able to see Fusion in action to really understand what that one-on-one education would look like for their child and provide them with the adequate information and confidently knowing if Fusion is the right fit for them. So whatever their needs are, you know, Patrick really discusses that in detail and makes sure that we are going to be able to meet those needs of that student and hopefully have a place where they feel welcome and can build their confidence and mastery. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Patrick, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Sorry, yeah, I uh, just want to agree with what, you know, McKenzie was saying. Just a few examples. Um, you know, we have students that are AP students that are going to USC, that have gone to Ivy League schools. Um, and then we also have those students that uh, the ultimate goal for them and their family is just to get to that high school graduation. So we work with them on scheduling class options, different type of class levels, um, and really uh, are able to mold our curriculum model in our classes uh, to how they learn best. Thank you so much, guys. Um, we're going to take a break here in just a minute. And what I'd like to talk about when we come back is your admissions process, um, if, if that's something that you can talk about. Um, I think that would be very helpful for people who actually want to consider Fusion Academy as an option for their kids. Um, and we'll also talk a little bit about executive function and how you address those challenges for your students. So uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Mackenzie Douglas and Patrick Thompson. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, I'm your host, Fazia Costi, and today we are interviewing Mackenzie Douglas and Patrick Thompson of Fusion Academy. Uh, welcome back, Mackenzie and Patrick. Um, 
So, Mackenzie, I'd like to start with you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your admission process, your outreach process, and maybe any partnerships that you have and how this all ties in together to help your students? So, my role as Director of Admissions and Outreach is two parts. Um, I work as the admissions director and I help families who are thinking about fusion, uh, kind of walk through that initial conversation, really learn about their students and their needs and help them figure out if they are ready to take the next step. Um, If they are, I would then schedule them with an admissions meeting with our head of school, Patrick. And that's an opportunity to meet with Patrick hopefully come on campus if they are um, able to do so and give them an opportunity to share their story more in depth, share a little bit about their students, their needs, their areas of growth, what their strengths are. And with Patrick, uh, he is really going in depth on how we can best serve that student, what gaps need to be filled, how we can do that, and really providing them with adequate information so they confidently know if Fusion is the best fit. Uh, From there, if they want to enroll, they would then have an enrollment meeting with our Director of Student Development, Ariel, and that's when she will review their previous transcripts if they're in high school or um, go over the course offerings. We have over 250 courses for students from, so students are able to pick um, from our course catalog, um, and then, of course, she lets them know what courses are required to stay on grade pace. Um, And then on the other um, hand, I am doing community outreach. So I am meeting with new community professionals on a weekly basis. And our goal is to collaborate with the community members that are working with adolescents and families to essentially build a personal connection and build a trusted relationship with them so that we can confidently refer to them when our students or families have a a need um, that they need a resource for. So my goal in in that is to build that partnership. So if we have a student who needs a psychological evaluation, a neuropsych evaluation, um, needs an executive function coach, we have those relationships um, and we can refer confidently to those partners that we have built that relationship with. Um, on the flip side, you know, those relationships are to provide those, those community members with a new alternative outlet for education. So if they have a student that is really struggling in their current academic setting, perhaps Fusion can be an opportunity for them to see if a more personalized one-to-one approach would be better suited. So we really collaborate with our community to find the best resources and to have that personal connection so our students and families have a network that they essentially can pull from when they have any situation arise. That's awesome. And it's really nice that you do that for your uh, students because they need to know that they can come to you for everything they need and that you'll have the right the right person to refer them to if you can't meet that need. That's a, that's a really nice thing. Uh, Patrick, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, you know, I would just kind of reiterate exactly what McKinsey just said and, and just say how busy we've actually gotten since this whole coronavirus has, virus has hit. Um, it has been interesting, I think, for both McKinsey and myself to kind of learn how education works and how the education system is set up out here in Arizona, both of us being from other states uh, and running a school now in Arizona and seeing kind of the different options there are and and obstacles that a lot of these parents face and districts. Um, You know, we're right here on the border between Paradise Valley and Scottsdale Unified. So we have, uh, you know, eyes out on both of those districts amongst others. And we saw that Paradise Valley a few weeks ago went uh, fully virtual. Um, so an influx of inquiries uh, came from that area because, uh, once again, like McKinney said, we have been in person and on campus since August. Um, so a lot of those parents, they see um, their kids at home, um, isolated and not doing very well in that online program. So um, they have you know, looked at Fusion. A lot of them have came and joined us here um, to, to get that uh, social interaction for their kids. Um, and, and amongst other things, um, Scottsdale Unified a couple of days ago went back campus. So they are in person, I believe. And so we're kind of just seeing what happens there. Um, and yeah, so we've gotten busier. We're, we're, we're doing well. We're building our school and we are, are doing our best to serve each child uh, individually and, and to do the, doing our best to meet their needs. 
Patrick, one of the things you talked about is social interactions. And I know when I work with students right now, they're all struggling with social interactions. How do you promote social interactions for your students? And do you allow students from outside of your school to come in and participate in those social interactions with your students? Our social interaction, yeah, I think that's probably a, a question that I get every single time I meet with parents and families. That's usually the, the one thing that they are most concerned about in a school that is a one teacher to one student classroom setting. And I, I kind of break it down and say, hey, here on campus, we actually get more social inter- interaction than you would at a typical school. Um, typical high school, number one, you're not supposed to be interacting in class with the 30 other students anyway, so we take that time out of it. Then you look, you only get probably a 30 to 40 minute lunchtime period and maybe a break period of your social interaction. Whereas here on campus, uh, each one of our class sessions for our kiddos are 50 minutes long, five zero. And then they have a 10 minute passing period where they're able to interact with their friends, grab something to eat, um, you know, do things like that. Then we have a lunch period from 1230 to 130 every single day. So there's never classes scheduled during that time. That's a full hour of social interaction for your kiddo. Um, you know, a lot of the staff will eat with the kids. Uh, before COVID, we made it a point to break out board games after that first half hour of lunch. I would make sure that the phones were off and they were practicing that interaction, that, that interpersonal communication skills that are so necessary in life. And, and I think a lot of times with our younger generation, um, we definitely need to work a little bit harder on that and, and having them build the confidence to be able to address certain needs that they have. Um, as far as outside kiddos here on campus, you, d- you need to be a fusion student to, to participate in our events and to, to be on campus. Um, but as far as interacting after school and stuff like that, um, to the point of homework, we want to make sure these kiddos have an opportunity to join sports teams or make memories with their family. So we do our best here on campus to make sure they get all their homework done so they have those opportunities after school. And then once again, we have the field trips. Um, different events all the time going on here that our kids can participate in. That's amazing. That's that's really awesome that you offer all that. Um, one of the things that um, I want to talk about next is how do you support students with executive function deficits and what specific deficits in executive function do you see most often with your students? Yeah, so... Uh, when any full-time student starts here at Fusion, they do uh, do testing. So we do a couple tests. One is called the MindPrint test. And basically, the MindPrint test is a series of nine short modules, and it's meant to um, give us input on those students' abilities uh, on certain things, comprehension, things of that, and then one of those is executive functioning. So it gives us a layout and creates an action plan for every student. Um, these action plans are then available to our teachers um, and are attached to our students' profile. So they're, before that first class, they're able to um, look on their file and see exactly how they did on that test and what recommendations uh, that it has for our kids in that executive function. Um, um, for example, if a student struggles with focusing on reading, uh, we might encourage teachers, um, you know, to jot down sticky notes every few, uh, to have them jot down sticky notes every few sentences or every paragraph. So that kind of gives a recap and it triggers that remembrance uh, of what they actually did read so they can comprehend that. Um, we are very adamant about advocating for oneself. So, you know, if you have a question, we do constant check-ins. Are you understanding what you are being taught? Please have a question, you know, um, do not feel afraid or uncomfortable to ask that question. And I think that's another benefit of that one-to-one model. You're not afraid what the other kids are going to think of you or if, it, if the question sounds dumb. Um, no, you know, we, we build on a mastery-based teaching program here, which means we, we go at the pace of your student. So we want to make sure that your kiddo is, understanding and absorbing what they are being taught. Too many times I've seen in in these bigger classes, whether it be your student is actually um, extremely successful and knowledgeable on a subject and gets ahead, or if they uh, are struggling in a subject and kind of gets behind, when you have one teacher uh, trying to teach 30 to 35 kids, um, a lot of these kids get left behind one way or another. And for those that that get behind or don't understand, for example, a subject in pre-algebra or algebra, they'll just shut down. They'll completely shut down, and then that's it. They won't learn anymore. Obviously, that's not going to serve them very well when they get to algebra 2 or any of those subject matters later on. So we try to focus and make sure they are absorbing what they are being taught. If that takes two class periods to, to you know, make sure they're getting one curriculum point, we'll do that. And on the flip side, if they get a curriculum point within the first 20 minutes of class, we're not going to spend that whole class period on that. So we really have that uh, ability to kind of mold our, our classroom and our, our instruction to how that student learns best 
Um, and to McKinsey's point, we have a technology lab here that has a virtual reality in it. Um, so we know these kids learn from constant stimulation these days. So, you know, we incorporate in that, in, you know, in, for example, anatomy class, they'll go in there and put it on and they're actually looking at a human heart and they're actually in an open heart surgery for those kiddos that, you know, if they would have read this in a book, would not have had the executive function skills or the retention skills to have that, um, you know, but now that they can see it firsthand and they have those uh, opportunity to see it in a different, presented in a different way, um, we've found that that is extremely successful uh, for these type of kiddos. That's awesome. I, I love the fact that you have the virtual reality. Reality That is something that I would have loved as a kid. I, th- I think that would have been amazing. Um, so I know that that just takes education to a whole new level. Um, I love the fact that you're mastery-based, and I'm going to ask you to explain that a little bit more to our audience because I, I think that really helps keep the gaps in learning at bay. Um, so go ahead and explain that if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. So just to kind of backtrack and give a a simple explanation about how our classes work here on Fusion. If you're a high school student, uh, one semester worth of classes are 25, let's say one hour long classes. So 25 class periods usually take those twice a week on a block schedule. So their Monday and Wednesday schedule will be the same. Their Tuesday and Thursday schedule will be the same. And so basically you have 12 and a half weeks to complete that semester worth of classes. Um, now, in those 25 classes, it is our obligation or our goal to make sure that you are understanding that subject matter and are ready to move on to the next stage. Um, so in those first few classes, uh, we make sure that the student is uh, competent and, and is in the correct class um, knowledge-wise. And then we go off of uh, how the student's understanding is going. So the mastery-based skill basically means that the student is going to understand the subject matter being taught in all curriculum points by the end of those 25 sessions. Um, so each session, the, the, the uh, teacher will have a, a series of, of points and curriculum subject matters that they have to make sure that this kiddo is understanding and comprehending. Um, and so the way that they administer those, those curriculum points to the student is up to them. We give them a lot of freedom to do it, uh, you know, with music online, um, you know, the old-fashioned way of reading and writing. Pull your resources. Make sure that you are adapting your curriculum to how they learn best. Then after that is when they do your checkpoints, making sure that they are absorbing the information that they are being taught. Once they are competent, and they, you know, and they're competent in absorbing those uh, curriculum points and knowing that subject matter, then we move on. So they're mastering what they're being taught is what that mastery learning-based uh, model um, really means. And by the end of those 25 sessions, they're ready to move on to the next level on that subject. Thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate you explaining that because not everyone understands what mastery in learning means. And and I think clarifying that really helps people understand if Fusion is going to be a good fit for them. Um, What is your favorite part of your job, Mackenzie? I'm going to answer that in two parts because I have two roles and I love them equally. So on my admissions side, what I love most is giving prospective parents the opportunity to share their students' story in a safe space. Um, A lot of them come to us at a moment of deep need, and they are just looking for something that is going to give their student hope and hopefully a path that they can build their confidence and esteem. Um, So giving them that opportunity to share their student story and to provide them with a solution being fusion um, that will hopefully fill the gaps that they have been seeing in their students' academics. So I really love working with the prospective parents and building that relationship and, you know, giving them some hope that maybe there's something out there that will help their child succeed. And then on the other part is really cultivating um, a sense of community with passionate professionals who are who are equally committed to creating a positive change in our youth. So I am able to be working with professionals in this way, and I really love building that sense of community and that collaboration. We are not here to be competitive with any other school or any other person in our community. We are coming together to build our youth. That's awesome. And and to be quite frank, you have no competition. Uh, You guys... You do something so unique, there is no competition. And I love that about what you do. You you have your own path and it serves a need and you do it well. Um, Patrick, do you have anything that you'd like to add? 
Um, no, I just thank you for the compliment. We truly appreciate it. Um, you know, we know how much hard work has gone into to building up our program and, and I, we appreciate this opportunity to kind of get our name out there a little bit further and, and let the community know that we are here, that we are open, um, that you do have an alternative if your kiddo is struggling. Um, so many times in my my office during during uh, the meetings with prospective families, to McKenzie's point, they'll just feel they'll feel comfortable and they'll they'll break down. A lot of them, you know, this is their last stop, or a lot of them have been through a lot with their their kiddo, and I let them know that their story is. Uh, is not unique. I would let them know that a parent was just there 24 hours ago in the same situation. And that kiddo is three months away from graduating high school now. So I think that's the favorite part. My, one of my favorite parts is seeing how far these kids have come. And those uh, original students that we had over a year and a half ago, um, who are still with us and are going to actually be going to college and, and graduating when their parents, you know, really felt like that wasn't going to happen in their lives. Um, and then just being around the kids also for me, I just love um, hanging out with our kiddos and talking to them. A lot of them will say that they never really had administrators or adults at other schools open up and, and ask them how their day's going and actually some concern for their well-being. So that's another part of my job uh, that I really love. You know, I, and I, I really love the fact that you both love your job so much because I think it comes across when you're doing your work. Um, kids respond to honesty. They respond to integrity. They respond to authentic people. And I, and I think it's really important that you like your job when you're working with kids, because if you don't, they'll tell you. <laughs> kids are very honest in that way. So I, I love that you both have such um, joy. You receive such joy in your job. Um, Mackenzie, I'd like to ask you the next question. Uh, what recommendations would you give to parents who are looking for an alternative school for their children, um, what kind of things should they be looking for? Absolutely, that's a great question. Do your research, do your due diligence, reach out to the admissions director, have that conversation, don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for a tour of their campus. I know that might not be possible in this day and age right now, but um, if you can even do a virtual uh, tour of that campus, um, take take that opportunity. We do in-person tours um, every single day for families who are interested just to really bring what that one-to-one experience would look like um, for their child to life. And you can ask for a shadow day. Most private schools will allow a shadow day or maybe even a couple of days. And that's an opportunity for your child to be on campus for the classes that they would likely take if they enroll at that school and to shadow what that experience looks like. Um, one-to-one is can be really hard to understand how that's going to impact your child um, if your child has never been in that setting. So we do shadow days for students. We allow them to come on campus for a couple of hours or, you know, for a couple of days, just kind of depending on on the case, um, and they get firsthand experienced in seeing if that one-to-one education is going to be best for them. Um, so ask for a tour, ask for a shadow date, and don't be afraid to ask questions. It is your obligation as a parent to make sure it's a good fit for your child. And by asking those questions, you're you're showing your child that how to be an advocate for themselves. So definitely ask those questions. Um, And, you know, for advice for those dealing with executive function as well, seek support, ask for help. There are a lot of community members that you would be surprised that can really help improve your child's life. Um, Whether that's an asking for an evaluation from a neuropsychologist, um, working with an executive function coach, um, enrolling them in an executive school, an executive skills course like we have at Fusion, giving them that opportunity to build those skills. More often than not, in my conversations with families, I am giving them re giving them recommendations or referrals to people like Fazia or neuropsychs in our areas to get that help and that support um, that is outside of the academics. Thank you so much. And I don't know who wants to answer this last question, but if a parent wanted to get a hold of you and maybe take a virtual tour or a tour in person, how would they get a hold of you, Mackenzie? 
If they want to reach out to our Scottsdale campus, they can do so by our website, which is fusionacademy.com. And that's backslash Scottsdale to get to our specific campus website. They can also call our campus and they will either be directed to me or they will be um, connected with our director of first impressions, Shanine, and she will uh, connect that parent to me. And then we will have our admissions phone call, just kind of answer those questions and get them scheduled for a tour or a meeting with Patrick. And again, that can be online um, over Zoom and, or we can have them on campus, which is hopefully what we can have happen since that's what we prefer. So they can reach out to me directly um, through the website. Thank you so much. Um, I want to thank you both for being on my show today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to both of you and learning about Fusion. Um, Patrick, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we um, end our session together? Well, just thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. And we hope that you guys have a better understanding now of what we do at Fusion and, and how we can uh, you know, serve any kiddos that are having any problems with executive functioning or, or, you know, anything about the one-to-one teaching model. So come on down, take a look, reach out to McKinsey if you have any questions. uh, And we just appreciate the time. All right. Thank you both so much. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate this. McKenzie, do you have anything else to say? Thank you so much for being here um, and having the space for families to learn more about what options are available and, how to be an advocate for their child's success. And I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share a little bit about Fusion. It is absolutely my pleasure. And uh, so once again, thank you both for coming on the show. Um, Just a quick little note. um, Once again, we have all our radio shows live on Wednesdays, but you can go get the podcast um, anywhere you get podcasts. And next week, our show will be with Sherry Eklund and... She will be talking about what she does with Teen Strong and how she helps individuals, um, teenagers specifically, become more successful in, in life. So if you'd like to learn more about that or if you have a teenager in your life and you'd like to listen, uh, please join us next week. Um, I, wish you, um, I wish you both a wonderful day and um, I hope that you are very successful in your, um, in your ventures with the these kiddos, Mackenzie. So, um, yeah, you know, and and it's always, always a pleasure to talk to the two of you. So um, have a wonderful day and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have you both on again. That would be great. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in to focus on success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.